0: The point there is that it's infectious, it's something that grips the mind uh, in the same way as a virus grips the body, in that it takes control and it does so the better to propagate itself. nice man who lived told the truth and that's about it, but I can't say that he was what he claimed to be, because as an atheist I don't think the thing that he claimed to be related to exists.
1: Uh, I don't think I'd necessarily look to a story to find the strength, but some people I totally respect that want that, and they want that community to help them through difficult times. But fortunately for me, I have that within my friends and family.
0: Hello there, my name's uh, Neville. I'm one of the leaders here at Emmanuel Church in, in Brighton, and I'm continuing today in our series called Virtual jesus and uh, we've called it that because there are many people who have perceptions of what jesus is like from what they've heard or maybe some books they've read and what we want to do in in week by week as we go through the autumn is actually look at john's gospel in the bible and what did jesus actually say about himself Uh, not just some nice words that he said but on a number of occasions he actually said i am and then a phrase came after it to describe him. And so if we want to go back, not not to the virtual Jesus, but the real Jesus of the Bible, the real Jesus as he shows himself and speaks in the New Testament, we thought what better than to look at these I am statements that Jesus make that that, that say more than anything about who he is, who he, this is actually who Jesus is. And so we're going back to the very source, as it were, in this series. And today... Uh, I want to look at a phrase that Jesus says in John chapter 10, where he speaks to a crowd and says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And, and maybe in your life, you, you've had experience of authority or you've had an authority figure in your life uh, that has been a, a bad experience. Uh, it may be from the past. It may even be from the present. It may be a, a boss at work. It may be a family member. And that shaped what you think about anyone in authority. And I want to say here, when we look at the good shepherd called Jesus Christ, I hope to be able to show you that he is the, the, the personification of the best authority there could be in your life. And I will look at some of the characteristics in these verses of what he actually says about himself. He uses the sheep in the Bible is used 400 plus times and it's used to describe people. So what's being said here when Jesus talks about this, Jesus is the good shepherd and when he talks about sheep, he's talking about us, he's talking about people and it's always a picture of our relationship with God. So we're going to read, uh, we're going to hear some verses read now from from John chapter 10 and then uh, I will come back and explain what this means and the relevance for us today as we seek to live our lives out.
1: Truly, truly, I say to you,
0: So that was, a, that was a, 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 quite a moment for Jesus to be able to say that to the crowd. And at the end, what happens is, as it's recorded, is that people are like in uproar. They, they can't work it out. They're, some are saying, this man is like, he's possessed by a demon. And others are going, well, how, he can't be possessed by a demon because he's going around opening the eyes of blind people. So what we see time and time again is when Jesus makes these I am statements, it stirs a reaction in people. And it should, because these are spiritual things we're looking at here. And so I want to look at some, some, some things of Jesus, some, some ministries of Jesus as the good shepherd, and how it relates into our lives. The, the first thing I want to look at is here is Jesus knows his sheep. That's very clear from these verses. Jesus knows his sheep. Um, we'll, we'll pick verse 14. There's many verses I could quote. Verse 14 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own. And my own, know me, this Greek word here for known is not like I know about. Or it's like I've I've read quite a lot of books about 19th century European history. uh, But I don't experientially know about it because I wasn't there. I've read some books about it. So I do know some things, but I haven't experienced it. What's being said here is I know my own. I experience my own. And my own people experience me. And he goes on to say in verse 15, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. You think, wow. Jesus really knows his sheep. It's what we must pull out of this. This is profound for us. If if we really understand this, it changes everything for us. It must do. So what does Jesus knowing us and us knowing him, what what does it look like? How is it possible and I want it to stay for a while in verse 3 because it kind of explains it in three phrases. How Jesus knows us. Three phrases. It says, verse 2 says, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Just look at those three phrases for a moment. The sheep... Hear his voice. Okay, what does that look like? What is that? Well, we've got to put it's hard for us because I suspect most of us aren't really shepherds. We're not out on the hills or the downs around Brighton or in farms leading uh, flocks of sheep around. So it's, it kind of sounds nice, but it's hard for us to put our minds back 2,000 years because what Jesus is saying here would really have meant something. They would have understood what he's saying. Okay, so when Jesus says, the sheep hear his voice, people would have understood what happened was that uh, on the hills outside of Jerusalem, there would be many shepherds uh, with many different flocks. But what they used to do at night, they, they would often get together in groups of shepherds. I don't know what a group of shepherds called, but anyway, they'd bring their flocks back together and they'd have like the compound often made of big bits of stone into a wall and they'd bring them all into the compound at night for safety together, all the different flocks with the shepherds, and then a big gate gets put across the front to keep them all safe in darkness. And you'd think, well, that's surely that's chaos. So you've got all these different flocks of sheep together. Aren't they all going to get mixed up? Here's the thing. Jesus says, the sheep hear his voice. What I've read a bit about this, What what I understand is that the sheep knew the voice of the individual shepherd so when the shepherd opens the gate in the morning and he goes out of the he goes out of the pound where they've been overnight to keep them safe and he his voice i don't know i don't know what he does i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend i know what he calls out but his voice if he calls out and says come with me whatever he says to his flock only his sheep will respond hear the voice and follow him out into pasture the other sheep just keep doing what they're doing. That's how the flocks didn't get mixed up. So when Jesus says the sheep hear his voice, they would have thought, oh, that makes sense because that's right, because sheep only follow the voice of their own shepherd. They don't respond to other voices. That's how Jesus knows his sheep. Well, we hear his voice, okay? We hear his voice and respond to him. You see, there was a day in my life... When I heard Jesus calling me, you might say, oh, that's weird, what do you mean? Is it an audible voice? No, I didn't hear an audible voice. But what I sensed was, it's like the Holy Spirit comes to me and he caused some truth in the Bible to come alive to me. And I thought, that's true, I believe it. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he rose from the dead. I believe that he's alive today. I believe that I needed a saviour to make me right with God. He became alive, and it's like that's that's the, that's Jesus' voice speaking to me. And he, there was a day when He called me out. I was sitting in a room similar similar to this, in a in a meeting on a Sunday, and I, it's like, oh, it's true. It was like it was like this good shepherd called Jesus was speaking to me. I was hearing His voice. This is what happens, and. It's not the only way it can happen. It can happen through prayer. I can hear Jesus confirming things to me, speaking to me. It can come through friends. That's how I can hear the voice of my good shepherd called Jesus. Through friends. I can can hear it through music. I often do. I I, I hear the voice of Jesus through creation. I see sunsets and beautiful sunrises. and I hear the, the, the awesome power of storms and thunder and lightning. I hear Jesus, the good shepherd, speaking to me. It can happen in multiple different ways. Primarily, it happens through the Bible. And And the Bible says that God has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the primary way we hear the voice of the shepherd. We go to the Bible, which is God's inspired word. I want to say to you, my friends, how are you doing with that? Are you hearing the good shepherd's voice at the moment? Are you hearing his voice? Do you, do you, maybe you think, do you know what? It feels a bit quiet or I'm reading my Bible and maybe I'm not, it doesn't feel like I'm as much inspiration. I don't feel like Jesus is speaking to me. I'm not really hearing his voice too well. I wanna to say to you right now, even as you're listening to this, you can spend a moment and say, Jesus, I believe you are the good shepherd over my life. I wanna hear your voice. I want to hear it more clearly. I want to hear it every day. Come and inspire me. Maybe you're sitting listening to this and you say, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure I believe there is a good shepherd called Jesus. I would say, even now, in these moments, call out. Just 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 quietly inside yourself. Pray out and say, if you're real, Jesus, if you're the good shepherd and you're real and I'm supposed to be able to hear your voice, and speak to me. Let me hear you calling me. So that's one way that Jesus knows his sheep. Let's continue in verse three. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name. And it's easy to gloss over this, just move past it. You think, well, yeah, sheep have got some names. Maybe, may, maybe the shepherd knows his flock. Yeah, but we're talking here about the God of the universe, his son, Jesus Christ, who's been with him from eternity to eternity, who, the, who is saying, I am the good shepherd. And I call my sheep by name, by name. You see, we're in, we're in, we're in a world, a global, a global world here of around now just over 8 billion people and growing and maybe it's nearer 10 by the year 2050. And in this world of billions of people, God knows your name. The good shepherd here called Jesus Christ says, I call my own sheep by name by name the Bible is full of names names are important you might not like your name might wish you hadn't been called your name your name might be difficult to you or you might think no one really knows my name no one really no one's interested it's not what the Bible says the Bible says there's a good shepherd called Jesus and he calls his own people by name. When he goes to his friend Lazarus, who's dead in a tomb, and he has to call him out from the dead, he doesn't just say, come out. He says, Lazarus, come out. Calls out his friend's name. I wanna say to you, he wants to invite you to hear his voice calling your name today. See, I believe God knew you. His son, Jesus Christ, this good shepherd, he knew you before you were even named. Before you were given a name by your parents. The Bible says he knew you in your mother's womb. Surely he knew what you were going to be called. But he knew your name before you was even given to you. Of course he knows your name. We going to feel that today, the God of the universe the one from everlasting, the one whose hands flung stars into space. This good shepherd, he, he knows you by name. It's not just our names, but it's our natures. See, so what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, from what I read about this, the shepherd wouldn't just wouldn't just know name I, I think he probably did have names for his sheep, that is what he would have meant. They would have understood this. This would have been weird. It's like but but God doesn't that does he? You see, shepherd, loving shepherds of those at that, that day would understand the character of each sheep. You see, one sheep we're afraid of high places. One sheep's afraid of dark shadows. Some sheep are slow. Some sheep are just fast. Some just take risks and do crazy things and have to keep getting rescued every day because they fall off ledges or they jump into holes and can't get themselves out. Some some sheep need a bit of a prod because they're just a bit slow. They're the last one at the back. Some sheep are prone to get lost. Remember what I said? This is talking sheep in the Bible. When sheep are mentioned, it talks about people. Isn't that like us? We're all different. The disciples in the Bible, Peter, Andrew, Judas, Thomas, all different. Peter, the crazy one. Thomas, the doubting, cautious one. We're all different, but this good shepherd called Jesus, he understands your character. This figure of authority, he's a good figure of authority. He understands who you are in the way that shepherds 2,000 years ago would have understood every sheep. He understands you, he understands your fears. He understands it if you're just always ahead and taking risks and he has to rescue you. He knows if you find things tough, even if you find it hard to get up in the morning and get going with your day, you have a good shepherd who knows that. He knows your fears, he knows your hopes, he knows your dreams. Are you lonely? Do you wonder who you are in this world? Maybe you think, I don't understand any of this. I think I I just feel like I'm some pointless atoms floating through space. This passage says, no, you're not. Because there's a good shepherd called Jesus Christ and he calls you by name. You have hope, you have dignity. There's a good shepherd in heaven who knows you and wants a relationship with you. He knows your name, he calls you. The third thing, let me finish this verse. So this, this, this good shepherd is not just calling his own sheep by name. It finishes in verse 3 by saying he leads them out. He leads them out. This is the continuous provision of a shepherd. Verse 4, when he has brought them out all his own, he goes before them. He goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. This shepherd leads them out of the compound at night and brings them out into, into the day and leads them into good pasture, leads them into provision leads them into life you see i i I said i wouldn't talk much about sheep and i'm not going to talk too much about sheep in this sermon and how foolish they can be but let me say this i had one interaction with sheep i used to ride my mountain bike um, up on the south downs a lot a number of years ago i was out there all the time and sheep actually were the animals that i was most wary of i started off by thinking I don't care, I must say I don't care about sheep, I care about all animals. But she, it's, it's fine, I just keep going. And often they'd be scattered around the trail and you're going, I used to cycle quite fast on this, on this bike. And uh, I made the mistake of thinking, if I, just, uh, if, I just, if I just cycle fast at sheep and start shouting and making a noise, they'll just get out of my way. The problem is, I tried that, and what happens is, like, they don't do anything until the last second So you're doing this, you're you're going. sheep, you've got to move, you've got to move, you move. And they just keep, and at the last second, they see me coming and then panic sets in. And what they do is they don't, they run in different directions. They all shoot off in different ways. And this happens to me and and two sheep run straight in front of the bike. Instead of going the other direction, they just panic and go the wrong way. And I don't, no, no sheep was injured. I slam my brakes on, I end up going over the handlebars into the field, and I was cross. I will not tell you what I said, I will not tell you what I said to the sheep, but I have to confess, I did pick my bike up and try to throw it at a sheep. I did. Anyway, once I'd calmed down, I, it was okay, the bike was okay, all the sheep were okay. But what it taught me was, some things I'd read about sheep are true. You see, sheep are prone to wonder, they're not that smart Okay, they're fierce when they're cornered. They're generally calm, and they just like to eat, sleep, and wander around. And I thought, yeah, that sounds a bit like me. <laughs> sounds a bit like us, is not it? We quite like to eat, sleep, and, yeah, wander around a bit, see what happens. That's sheep for you. That's, that's, that's the truth. You see, free-range sheep without a shepherd are very vulnerable they don't last very long. They get picked off by wild animals because they're just not fast enough. They can't defend themselves. They need someone to look after them. And it's like, oh, so when Jesus comes along and establishes the church, there's a reason. He puts us in a community because we're not very good on our own i'm not very good on my own i need to be in a, I need to be in a church or a community of people that will help me and i can help them that's why it's so important to be part of a local church because the bible says we are like sheep we are we're not good just on our own it doesn't always end well that's why it's great to be in a local church and i would say doesn't have to feel looking in on this church if you're visiting it doesn't have to be this church but find one you feel good peaceful about he feels right for you and get involved for your good and for the good of others see the question is will we follow the great shepherd will we let him lead us out the sheep follow him it says he goes before them and the sheep follow him We can hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, and still not follow him. It's possible. Will we follow the Great Shepherd day by day? Will we let him lead us, care for us, and provide for us? See, our problem is we listen to other voices. It comes through a lot in these verses. Verse 5 says this, A stranger they will not follow, but they flee from him for so they do not follow the voice of strangers. And I'm reading this and going, wow, how good am I at this? We live in an age where there's more voices speaking to us, I think, than ever in the history of this world. We have mobile phones, mini computers, voices coming at us all the time. How good are we at not listening to the voice of strangers, but making sure the preeminent voice that we're listening to, if we're followers of Jesus is the voice of Jesus, who is the good shepherd. How are we doing with that? How are we doing with it? Do, are we listening to other voices? I'm not saying you can't listen to another voice, but you have to this isn't the voice of Jesus. We really should be in our lives going, I'm listening, there's really two voices. There's the voice of Jesus, the good shepherd, and then there's every other voice. There's not really many voices. I, I, I try and say, that's what I try and think like, This is the voice of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, and this is every other voice. And just be clear what I'm listening to and make sure that I'm listening to more of the voice of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, than all the other voices combined. Just think about that. You see, as the sheep experience the care and provision of the shepherd, they get to know him more, the shepherd, and they get to know and be known. This two-way relationship happens and they listen to his voice more, and then they experience more of his care. That's what's on on offer for us. See, Psalm 23 is a very, very famous psalm, isn't it? Very famous psalm. The Lord is my... What? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. This is Jesus, the good shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like the sheep, let the shepherd take them out in the morning into good pasture. Will we let Jesus, the good shepherd, take us out into the pastures of the day that he's got for us? the green pastures that he makes us lie down in, the still waters he leads us beside. No, no, I know better. I know better, thank you. The good shepherd will make you lie down in green pastures. I'm too busy, too busy for that. What, you're too busy to let Jesus, the good shepherd, lead you? He restores my soul, he leads me in paths of righteousness. And you go down and prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. This is the provision of Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Whatever authority figure you might have had in your life, you've had nothing like Jesus the Good Shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus says, "I am the Good Shepherd." My sheep follow me out into pasture every morning. Are you going to do the same? So Jesus knows his sheep. Let me just, let me go on. some other things here. Jesus lays down his life for his sheep. He doesn't just know his sheep. He doesn't just lead his sheep out. It says here, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his his life for his sheep. Wow. Shepherds rarely had to lay their lives down. I think they they did. Shepherds would be killed sometimes. It was rare. But they were often in very dangerous situations. Protecting sheep. Then he goes on to say this. There's a difference, you see. He makes a distinction between a hired hand and the good shepherd. It's important for us. It's important that this lands on us so we understand it. Verse 12 and 13 say this, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them. Wow, that's dramatic. Verse 13, he flees because, because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep and Jesus is saying I am the good shepherd I am not a hired hand I am not paid to come in and look after the sheep for a day and a night and as soon as trouble comes I'm going to run off because my life's worth more than these sheep Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep that should be profound and wonderful for us this is the gospel of the Bible. I would say you don't really know if someone loves the sheep until the wolf turns up. People can say, oh, I love these sheep. Yeah, they're great. And then a pack of wolves turns up and the first thing this person does is runs off. That's when you find out whether they love the sheep or not. They lay down their life for the sheep. Who would do that? You see, Jesus sees us as people. If you you would say I've accepted Jesus into my life and I acknowledge that Jesus is the good shepherd over my life, Jesus has purchased you at the cross with his life he lays his life down he lets all the sins of the world things that should have come on me and you and he lets them come on him at the cross he takes them all and dies on the cross he purchases us literally with his life with his blood He doesn't run away. He didn't run away. We see it in the garden at Gethsemane. He's going, do I have to drink this cup? This bitter cup that's coming. He knows what's coming to him. But he doesn't falter. He doesn't run away. The pack of wolves is gathering. Jesus doesn't do that. He's the good shepherd. Carries his cross up a hill, Calvary. Could have called a thousand angels down to rescue him. No, 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 no. He's the good shepherd. He lays down his life for us, his sheep, his people that he's come to rescue. You see, he will not desert us when trouble comes. Maybe you're here today, you think, oh, is this too good to be true? He will not abandon you. He will not abandon me. I am convinced of that. So you could be here today, you're listening and you're thinking, you don't understand. In my life... I've had, people have literally abandoned me. They've walked out on me. They've left. I've had no warning. I didn't know it was coming. And I'm terrified it's going to happen again. People just leave me. It may have happened with parents. It may have happened with your best friends. It may have happened in a relationship. You just feel abandoned. Can I trust again? My friends, this is the good shepherd. He will never leave you he will never forsake you. He will never abandon you. He makes promises that he will never break. See, so he lives this perfect, blameless life, although tempted, but without sin, and dies on a cross and absorbs the sins of the world. And so we now, through Christ's perfection, can come blameless before a holy God. See, Jesus chooses to lay his life down. Verse 17 says this, for this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. Verse 18, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. What were the crowd thinking? of? No the wonder there's a reaction. What's he saying? You see, you have to understand, Jesus is not... This is so clear, my friends. Jesus is not a victim. Jesus didn't have terrible things done to him. Jesus is the victor. He's not the victim. He's victorious. He's the champion. He's choosing to do this. He lays his life down that he might take it up again. He's got authority to do that. It makes the gospel even more wonderful. He follows through to Calvary. No, I'm going to do this because I love these people. It's wonderful. He knew what, he chose to stand between God and us. This is amazing grace. This is mercy upon mercy. This is waves of grace and kindness and love and mercy, the cross. This good shepherd comes to us and says, oh, I lay my life down, this is what I'm doing. I've got authority to do it, and I've got authority to take it back up again. It's grace. Let me say a last thing about this good shepherd from this passage. Jesus must bring in more sheep. Verse 16 says this, And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. This verse should be profound and marvellous to us. My friends, Jesus is talking about me. So I'm preparing this this week, and I'm thinking, oh, this verse is about me. I am, the, I am one of the fulfillments of this verse, and so are all of you. If, you. if you're followers of Jesus, when Jesus says, I must have other sheep, he's talking about you and me. We, we are the fulfillment of these verses. See, Jesus is talking to ethnic Jews here from Jerusalem, and they've forgotten that God's kingdom is going to be global. They think he's coming to rescue them from the Romans and God's been saying through the Old Testament, no, it's much bigger than that. I'm coming for the ends of the earth. This gospel is gonna break out everywhere. Of Course you must have more sheep. See, you and I are in his mind when he says this. See, the Holy Spirit falls in, in Acts chapter one verse eight and the, the Holy Spirit falls, why? So you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is what's going on. This is This is going everywhere. It must go everywhere. Of course he must have other sheep in the fold. This is why my friends, this is why we're helping people find their way back to God. There are many more in Brighton and Hove and Shoreham and the whole surrounding area and the whole of the UK and the whole of the Europe and the nations. There are many more to come into the fold because of the increase of the government and of peace of Jesus Christ There will be no end. This is the Good Shepherd. It's wonderful, all the things I've just said to you about how wonderful the care and provision of this Good Shepherd is. This is the good news of the Gospel. He's saying, I must have more in the fold. And of course we want to bring more in because it's so good. It's the good news of the whole world. See, Christ is doing this all over the world today, seeking and saving the lost. And we get caught up, Emmanuel Church, Brighton. We we what do we do? Well, we, we don't need to worry. We, we get caught up, co-mission with Christ to bring more people into the fold, to come under the wonderful, wonderful provision and rule and lordship of Jesus, the good shepherd. There's nothing greater. There's nothing more wonderful to do. We get this good shepherd coming and providing for us in wonderful ways, and we get to bring in other people under it. What a joy. What a privilege. There are many countries even today and have been throughout history, where governments and dictators and rulers, we don't want this good shepherd. Wait, he's not going to have other sheep here. I'm not, I'm not going to, this, this is, this is wrong. I must bring them in But he's not doing it here. History is littered with examples of that where he just breaks out and he breaks out in more power. And it's happening today in nation after nation. The more repression, the more we will not have this good shepherd here. Yes, well, I'm sorry. This verse must be fulfilled. I must bring in them in. And that's what he's doing. My friends, this is what we're caught up in. What a privilege. What excitement. Let's just study our hearts. Are you hearing... The voice of the good shepherd? Pray. Say, Jesus, I believe you are the good shepherd. Speak to me. Let me hear you calling me. Let me hear you calling me by name. I'm not on my own. Maybe I feel lonely. Maybe I feel no one understands me. But Jesus, are you the good shepherd? That does understand me? That does know me? Come and speak to me. Jesus, I want you to lead me out. Help me every morning as I get up to lead me into a new day, into fresh provision from you. Jesus, I thank you that you laid down your life for me. You're never leaving me. Maybe today you you don't even know if that's true for you. The opportunity for you to respond. He's here. The Good Shepherd's here. He's calling you. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you take these words of mine as I seek to open up this scripture. Just pray now that you would do what you would do with it. Thank you we believe there's power in scripture. I pray, have your way now. Just work in people's lives as you would want to work Holy Spirit for the glory of Jesus. Amen.